Hello. Welcome to the Daily Cron for Friday, April 26th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and I'm getting this one recorded just before midnight, just under the wire. We're going to count it, <laughs> because I just got back from Delaware. I went down to the Center for the Creative Arts, uh, which is just you know where this event was that I went to, and it was for a uh, EP release show by an artist named Reese Ratliff, uh, and also featured a band called Glass Doors. And I went down there because uh, several of my my friends uh, and J Town uh, peeps are were were performing with uh, Reese at, at this show. So I went down there with my camera and uh, had a good time. So I thought tonight I'll talk about it. So in the show notes for today, I'm going to try to put links in for all the the bands and the people involved tonight that I could remember <laughs> and that I wrote down. The, so you can go look them up because there's a lot of really talented people, uh, really talented artists that I saw tonight. So it was the, the show itself well, wasn't that long. I, I had it on my calendar for a while uh, because the, the the other members of Reese's band tonight were three of them were people I know, like John Fay, Joey DiTullio, and Ron DiBlasestro. Uh, and so I had it on my calendar for a while because I love going to shows where they're performing. That trio has performed in multiple band configurations that I have seen, and it's always a good time because they are just some of the best uh, musicians in this area you know, that I've ever met, really, and they're uh, all just amazing, uh, amazing professionals, and they've been doing this for a long time, and they know how to rock, so uh, I love seeing a show with them, and so I knew nothing about the, about Reese uh, Ratliff's music, uh, so I was looking forward to it, I was, t- I was told he was great, because all, all these guys, uh, you know, John and Joey and, and Ron, they know him, and uh, I've never met him until tonight, and it, he's a young kid too. Like I think he's probably like sixteen, a senior in high school, or something like that. There was a lot of teenagers there tonight. <laughs> uh, he had quite the draw, That's it. so that was good for him. But it was it was kind of weird because the Center for Creative Arts, essentially, uh, I, I gathered, was an elementary school at some point in the past, and then they, for whatever reason, um, it's not anymore. And so, it, but it, it still was laid out like a school, and we were basically in the like auditorium had a big auditorium stage and really did make me feel like I was back in school again. It was very funny. But anyway, so the the music tonight was was awesome. But first, uh, the the trip down there was a real pain. So this was a a show that started doors at 6:30 and music like around 7. Uh and so my my good friend Sarah uh, Herbert who had to find something to link to her uh for I don't know if she has like a big website or anything, but she plays uh uh, as Girl Friday, so I'll find a link to something Girl Friday related. But her um, her usual music is under that moniker. So uh, anyway, she wasn't performing tonight, but uh, she was going down there. So we uh, we carpooled together, and we ended up a trip that normally should take about an hour and a few minutes from where I am was like a solid two hours through torrential downpours uh, where you couldn't see like you couldn't see the end of my hood on my car and. Uh, horrible traffic and then like 15 minute stretch where we're just driving around the country it looked like like there's nobody around it was fun 
we got there on time. It was all good. But uh, nature tried but failed to keep us away from a really fun time tonight. And it was. It was a good time. I, I had so much fun. The first band, I'm just going to go in a little bit of a chronological thing. I, I came in there. Uh, it's As I said, it's like a school auditorium. They had some, some beers for sale, some wine, some snacks, some subs. Uh, we call them hoagies up here. But down there, <laughs> just across the border in Delaware, I think they were calling them subs. One of them was like a turkey and stuffing thing, like a Thanksgiving dinner and a roll or something. I don't know. Uh, it looked good if you were a meat eater, which I'm not. So I didn't, I didn't eat any of that, but I had a beer. Anyway, they were selling snacks in the back, and then the whole room was just full of teenagers. <laughs> like, And then you could just tell the, that everybody who, who was an adult there was either like a parent, uh, somebody of one of the teenagers there, or they were in the band, like the second, the main band. So it was pretty funny. Uh, but it was, it was still a good time. So the first band, though, uh, also someone I never heard of, I've never heard before, called Glass Doors. And I found a link to their facebook page so i'll put that in the show notes but uh, they're very cool they were they were very like a chill kind of band uh, i liked them i think my friend basil would would enjoy them but he they, yeah i liked them a lot they're they're very talented like that's the kind of a thing and they're also young kids they also look like they're in high school the the thing is all all of these uh musicians tonight besides you know the the people that i know they were all basically teenagers and and they were just phenomenal like they they were like these guys and Reese we were both better than a lot of musicians I've seen that are like you know much older than they are I was very very impressed by the entire event it was well well done it was well well uh put together you know f- uh, for what it was and it was uh Pretty well attended too for an EP release show for someone that young. I mean, I was uh, I was just generally impressed, and but most of all, I was just impressed by how good the music was. So Glass Doors was up first, and I have a few photos of them that I have to I have to go through. But they were they were cool. They were kind of like more of a chill kind of band. They call themselves Alternative Music from the East Coast, but you can check out their Facebook page and see more about them. But uh, they were cool. It was uh, they they were they're cool. I liked them. They're fun. And then, but they were, there was only like two sets tonight. So they were up first. And then there was like, a, you know, some change up time. And then there was, the main event was Reese uh, Ratleaf for his uh, EP release called I'll Take the Fall. And so uh, that was just kind of a phenomenal event. So when, when it was time for Reese to go up and they're setting up the stage, you know, I, you know, I was talking, talking to, you know, my friend Sarah and I was talking to, you know, and I was, just kind of, uh, you know, walking around, checking out the place. Actually, it was, it was kind of cool. There was really nice artwork on the wall in this uh, theater, I guess, because uh, it's an art center. That makes sense. And you could buy it, too. They were selling, like, apparently if during the day you could go and buy it. But anyway, it was some nice artwork. I was checking that artwork out and stuff. But basically, before I knew it, the place had filled up. Like, there was already people there for the opening act, but uh, the place doubled, tripled in in number of people who just kind of like showed up out of nowhere <laughs> they all started gathering from the stage and then there was a, a guy there doing videography for the event because he was gonna he was gonna get footage for the for reese uh, reese's people to make a video uh and that was cool i got a little chat with him there was another photographer there who had some some nice looking gear with him he had two i think full frame bodies i think he was running canon 
had much better uh, equipment than I had. I was not prepared for the the venue because I don't have a long lens. So you know, I uh, I, I wish I did because you know if you ever remember a school auditorium, if you were in elementary school or like high school, uh, you remember what that's like there's not a lot of room. And then in front of the in front of the uh, stage was actually a piano, which I thought was just there because you know it's an arts center, but it ended up being used as part of the show. So anyway, as I was saying, the place filled up when it was Reese's turn to come up there. And then John John Fay and Joey Tulio and, and Ron DeCestro and um, Brendan McGee, who was doing bass, they all joined him up there for, you know, the performance. And it was uh, phenomenal, really. It really was. I don't even know how to how do I describe his music. It does kind of remind me a little bit of, of like, I, I, I sense a little bit of John Fay influence in there in the songwriting. But it's 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 like it's poppy rock. It's oh man! But the thing about it was so much so much youthful energy on the stage. Uh, so many guitars were used, and Joey Dottilio is up there, and he's always phenomenal to see. He had a chance to shine. Uh, the the, sh- the the actual performance itself was kind of like looking at a like a pop star, like being born, like. Uh, because the, the whole front of the stage is filled up with teenagers, a, a lot of a, a, a lot of people. They handed out little um, glow sticks, so people had these like glow sticks, and they were just screaming and they were reaching out for them, like and it was amazing. <laughs> and so uh, I, I'm trying to you know take some take some shots of this uh, event, and uh, you know the other photographers are we're all kind of like roaming around each other, trying not to get in each other's way. <laughs> and uh, it was cool though. The the videographer was using some, um, I think some Panasonic. He's definitely using some Olympus. I mean, I'm not Olympus. Definitely using some Micro Four Thirds, which is good to see because, uh, you know, in the photography forums online, you find a lot of people who complain about Micro Four Thirds. But uh, I gotta say, all the the professionals that I have met who use that platform uh, get amazing results with it. So I just I just found it like amusing to myself it's like ha i'm always reading people complaining about micro four thirds or like saying you need to have a bigger sensor and and i'm just like well here's a guy here's professionally making a music video and he using micro four thirds and told me he gets great results so booyah i don't think i don't basically i don't think that platform's dead some people think it is those people would be wrong is what i'm saying anyway that was there and then the um the the main act starts up and it's like uh, it's energetic. It's poppy, kind of rock. There's, there's, there's cool stuff. But th- as it went along, you know, we have like there's like multiple guitars were switched out, and at one point Reese grabs like a a drum and he starts banging on this <laughs> this drum up in front of stage. And he throws he actually eventually throws his sticks into the audience. It was really very cool. He gets off the stage at one point a couple times, wants to go and play a- at this piano. And I uh, quickly tried to get in position to shoot from there. And there's just a crowd of, you know, people around him. So I ended up getting stuck, like, right there, uh, just surrounded behind me by all these kids. And I'm just kind of on the ground trying to get a shot. I don't know if any of them came out because uh, there was no light on them at all in there. And so I was really bumping the ISO and everything. And I, I don't know if I had a good angle either, but I tried. There was a time where he got off the stage into the crowd, and he just started uh, like singing with them. Like everybody, all these kids who were there, they knew his music. Like he's a star to them already. 
uh, I, I just see this guy. He's very talented, and I think he's gonna. He has, he has an excellent chance of going very far in this industry. He has all the all the pieces are there: the musical ability, the talent, you know, the talent, the showmanship up on stage, uh, you know, the fan base, <laughs> the, the core fan base. So there was one point where he was down on the on the ground level, and I was trying to get some shots there. That's actually really tough. Uh, I gotta say, I. I like it when musicians do that, but it's really tough for me to get those shots uh, unless I happen to have my ISO really high because it is the basically what you have to do is he, he gets off stage and if he's up on stage, there's light like directly on them. So I have certain settings for that. So they jump down uh, onto the ground and I want to try to get a him in focus and b like get a, uh, a decently exposed shot. And there's no light there. Like in the audience. I mean, if you've been to a concert, it's typically like that. There's like basically no light on the audience, but a bunch of light on the artists. And so what you do is you have very few options at that point. So and usually what I'm doing is just very quickly taking the um, a shutter speed down because I was using a, a stabilized lens and he's not moving too much. So I was hoping that I'd be able to do it. And then I, was, I immediately switched to center point for focus because that has the best low-light focus on my camera. It's pretty typical, actually, for DSLRs at the center point will have the, the um, best uh, low-light focus. And then I just tried composing and taking some shots, and um, it's a lot of, like, try to focus and recompose or just keep them kind of in the center because you're trying to, you're trying to get something. And I was going for... I trying to get a shot of him surrounded by all these people, and I don't know if any of them came out. I mean, looking on the back of the screen, can't really tell. Uh, definitely missed the exposure because my um iso wasn't high enough and but, but you know we'll see what i can do afterward in the editing but that was a cool moment the the drumming was a cool moment there was one moment where there was a technical difficulty and basically they rocked so hard that they blew a fuse <laughs> or tripped a breaker i should say and then uh so like vocals went out and but they were they they dealt with it with a real professionalism like I don't think most people in the crowd even realize it. Like, I knew what was going on because I've seen a lot of these shows uh, and suddenly these vocals cut out, so it's pretty obvious there. But Joey stepped up and started playing and they, they tried to go, like, back and forth between Joey and Reese as they were trying to fix it. So they, they basically just uh, went into, like, an instrumental piece for a while with their guitars. Uh, and frankly, I don't think most people in the audience even noticed. It was it was an excellent, I think, experience for, uh, for the, the younger artists involved. And uh, it it just demonstrated to me once again. There was like multiple times during this event that I that demonstrated to me that that these kids are like really good. Oh, I think someone was someone was telling me that at least some of them was it Reese or, or some of them I think went through um, at one point went through one of the uh, school of rock programs. So that doesn't surprise me at all that they'd be uh, such consummate professionals already at a young age because. That program is great. It's a little bit of a tangent, as well, most things are on this podcast, especially when I'm recording at midnight. But the, the School of Rock from Fort Washington, I believe that's right, they come down and they play Jenkintown like every year during the summer music series for years now. They're phenomenal. Uh, I think this is going to be the first year where it's like completely new people. So, because they rotate out after or age out after eventually. But anyway, the School of Rock people are great. So, it's not surprising if, if any of them had that as part of their education. Uh, so, that's cool. So, I, I really enjoyed the show a lot. I was ill-equipped, as I said, for the venue, so I couldn't get the kind of close-up shots that I would like if I had uh, a long lens, like a 7200 or 
you know, 50 to 100, 180 on, on the DX body, something like that. But, you know, it, it was okay. Uh, I, I wish I had that. I really do need to invest in something and just and start in a, a new bag that I can just kind of take it with me. Uh, because, uh, it, you know, but it's okay. I went for wider angle stuff. I went for medium distance stuff. I went for like one or two, three people in, in the frame at once. I, I tried to get a bunch of audience shots from the side of the stage. I went up on the steps and I, and I tried to get shots because uh, Reese multiple times would kind of like lean out into the audience. I think I got a couple of good shots with people reaching up to him from both from the side and I think from the audience and uh, where he was reaching down. I think I got one. It looks like it's in focus on the back of my camera anyway, where he's like actually shake someone's hand, someone's hand. So basically my strategy, uh, well, I quickly noticed that the, all the teenagers there knew all the music and, and there. So, uh, I have a typical strategy for a show. Like the default strategy is to go off to one side a little bit. And, uh, you know, for composition purposes, especially the side that, uh, lets you see the artist if he's performing, he or she is also playing an instrument or, if they're whatever their hand is, you want to get on the opposite side if they grip the microphone a certain way. So you basically you want to get in a position so they're not obscuring their face too much. And if they're playing an instrument, you get the instrument shot there. So I was trying to get a position like that. But I noticed that all the teenagers know his songs and everything. And so they they kind of like bunched together in one area. And eventually, after I got some some shots from like the far sides, I just kind of like got into the crowd as best I could and started trying to get those types of shots because I didn't have the long glass. So the next best thing I could do is this kind of like embedded crowd shots. And sometimes they can be really cool and they can make you feel like you're in the middle of the show. And a lot of times they don't work out. So <laughs> we'll see if, if any works out because the, the problem is hard to do the composition and stuff that way. Also, because this stage is really high up, uh, 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 you know, because it's like if you remember your high school type of stage, uh, I eventually I tried to take several shots. Uh, in like mirrorless mode, I basically flipped up the mirror and, and used the, the back screen and I tried, which is not easy to do on my camera and it doesn't have a flippy screen or anything, but I tried to focus and compose and, and just take some, a few shots from there just to get a better angle. It was cool though. that When Reese was up there, they had this projection behind them. I had uh, Reese Ratliff's like the, his logo at first. And then they had some other um, stuff behind them for, there was, uh, that went along with some of the songs. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and actually showed up really well on the camera, I think. So I think that'd be neat. Um, I don't know. What else? It was just a really good time. I mean, everybody was excited. Uh, the glow sticks were cool. I tried to get some people with the, you know, waving them around. I don't know if I got a good good shot of that because there wasn't too much of that. But there were times where he was telling people, like, you know, wave. And, and so I was trying to capture that kind of stuff from the uh, the pit. Oh, that piano that I mentioned, it was like really in the way though. Like one of the key, one of the, the best spots for photos was like right there, but it was taken up by a piano. There wasn't a lot of room. Um, I probably should have just gone up on stage. One of the other, the other photographer there eventually did that and he got better shots. Cause I didn't really get any good shots of Ron because he was way back there on the drum set and I really need to get up on stage. I'm always like nervous about doing that. I really shouldn't be because I mean, in this case, no one would have cared. Uh, but I don't know. I I always feel a little weird about it. Uh, you know, I don't want to, uh, I don't know. I always feel weird about getting like two, uh, I, I don't want to get in the way, basically. Uh, there was room up there though. I could have done that. I went as far as going up on the steps on the side and just took some photos. At one point, Joey DiTulio is like, you know, doing his Joey thing. 
<laughs> he's very active on the stage. And so he, he multiple times went back towards Ron. And I would try to go up on the side of the stage, get low, and try to get a shot uh, composed with he and, and Ron there because they were playing off each other a bit. And there's one point where he goes in the back and kind of like sits down doing it. I, I just ran over there, laid on my, uh, my stomach, and just and tried to compose a shot. Uh, also tried to do some, was in a similar position when, at the end, when Reese kind of like lays down, he was laying down in front of this, uh, set of like four guitars. So I was trying to get the shot and I think I got one that's in focus at the end with him kind of like on the ground, uh, exhausted. And that'd be, it might look pretty cool, but it wasn't quite, it's not really straight. And I'm afraid that if I straighten it though, I'm going to cut off the guitars. So it's like. I don't know if I like it. I'm a really big stickler about keeping a line straight. That's kind of my my style, the thing. That's what I like. Not everybody's like that. There's uh, definitely some photographers that I know that uh, like to do the, I don't know, the, the askew versions of photos, which can look cool, but I that stuff just like makes my head itch <laughs> when the angles aren't straight. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that one, but I saw on the back of my camera, and I was like, ah, it looks pretty cool, except for it's like not at all straight. Uh, but it could work. It might kind of work because it is... It, kind of gives you the feeling of slightly like off kilter uh so i don't know so uh, what i'm saying is i think i got some good shots it was a uh, uh not a, not the most difficult environment i've been in but it was tough because there was a crowd of kids there and i couldn't get as close to the stage as i needed to with my glass to really get some of the shots i would have preferred to be able to get because i wasn't gonna like push through these kids or something uh so i wasn't gonna do that you know and I was just there. I was just there um, doing it because my friends were, were in the band performing, and uh, I was just having fun on a Friday night. Uh, so I wasn't gonna like you know <laughs> get too in anybody's face. But it was. Uh, I, I I think I did pretty good. I think I'm gonna get some good shots. I don't know. After I'm done this podcast, I'm gonna dump the files into Lightroom and uh, let it process, and I'm gonna go to bed because tomorrow I gotta do Side Project Saturday. Uh, I'm hoping to maybe I'll spend a little bit of time tomorrow on some photo editing. I also have a bunch of photos from the Calibre and the Attitude uh, show last week. So I have a lot of stuff to kind of go through. But anyway, I always, I always love these shows that when, when it's like this trio of, of John, Joey and Ron. Uh, so always a good time. And, every, and it's amazing how you can have the same, like, like they're the same three musicians that I've seen many times in different bands, but each of the band configurations I've seen them in is different. Like, they don't sound the same at all. Uh, they're really uh, very impressive professionals. And that's what's so wonderful about watching them perform. And when they recommend somebody, like they recommended Reese, uh, and they said he's going to be good, it's going to be a good show, it's going to be great music, you're going to like it. I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I only I, I trust their recommendations. They never steered me wrong. I, I've said before in this podcast, that my ignorance is profound about like music and stuff like that. It's, it's only in recent times that I've started getting into any of this stuff. And, um, so I really have to rely on my more musically inclined, uh, friends and, and acquaintances to tell me what's good and what's not good. Uh, because I'll, I'll never, (laughs) I would never discover these things otherwise. So it was good. I'm glad I was able to make it. I wasn't sure. It was on my calendar for a while, but I had, uh, you know, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do to go. But it all worked out quite well, despite the, the crazy drive down. Drive back home was only like an hour. So, you know, once the once the rain dried up, it was, you know, easy sailing back home. So good time. It's a good time. I like the, the Delaware 
ish scene down there. There's some good stuff. Usually I'm in Wilmington. Uh, some good good music stuff down there. But man, there's so much good like local artists out there. Uh, you really should spend some time like looking around, going to these shows, going to these, uh, you know, the mu- the like the music dive bars if you're in the city, or just go to some of these things. You can find out all this stuff on on Facebook pretty easily. That's usually the easiest way to find out a lot of uh, local music stuff. You go to the events area, you just look for local music stuff that's uh, in your area, and start going to things if you don't do that very often because it's it's a lot of fun. You really discover interesting artists that way. And then eventually you'll meet people and make friends and then they'll recommend people. And then it's just kind of this virtuous cycle where I, you know, I go to a show and I meet uh, some cool new artists and I, and I have a good time and I get exposed to some amazing music. And then uh, sometimes uh, we, you know, I'll see them like, you know, multiple times we'll become friends or something. And then they'll recommend somebody to me or I'll see that they're, or often I'll just see that some artist I liked in one show is also playing this other show with bands I didn't know. And then I'll go there and it's just, very organic uh, way of, of building up your repertoire of like taste in music, musical, musical taste, you know? Anyway, I've been rambling for a long time about this, but that's what happens. I am really tired because yesterday of course was end game. So I was late for home late for that. And then tonight late for this. And tomorrow I got to do Cybertech Saturday. Uh, so it's been a long couple of days, but it's been very eventful and fun on Sunday, I am probably, I think I mentioned this, I'm probably recording a podcast on Sunday about Endgame, so I'll have more to talk about then. Uh, in the meantime, please check out the links I'm going to put in the show notes, because they're all amazing musicians, and they have lots of cool stuff going on. Ron has this uh, RDS music and media company, and he does like music production and recording, and he has like this... Uh, drum samples and loops and he's like this course joey detilio is um he's amazing <clears throat> he's an amazing uh uh guy uh guitarist and i i think he's trying to get into some recording too uh so he i don't I'm, i'll send him to his website hopefully he'll update it with info about his his uh his services in the future but he's a cool guy john fay of course is kind of legendary around the philly area here uh, link to his website. You can you can find out you know all of his stuff. He's working on a book, and the book is going to be amazing. Uh, I know that because I read uh, a little bit of the prose, not the book, but he a while back he released like a short story, and it was just great. The, the dude is like legendary. <laughs> he can write, so he can write really well. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's coming like around 2020. His memoir that's going to be cool. So I'll link to that. Of course, link link. Of course, link to research. Ratleafs. Keep wanting to say Ratcliffe or something. I don't think so. I think it's Rat Ratliff. Yeah, Ratliff. So I want to. I'll link to his website so you can check out his EP and his upcoming tour and like you know become a fan like I am now. And also, uh, as I said, Glass Doors. I'll link to them and I'll link to uh, Brendan McGeehan McGeehan who was doing the bass. Is my I think it's my first time meeting him tonight. So he was really awesome too. I'll link to all those, and uh, I'll try to find something for Girl Friday so you can check her out because Sarah is also amazing. She's all, she's played with uh, the trio, uh, you know, John, Ron, and Joey as Girl Friday, and that music is uh, it's all over. It's on like the satellite radio. You can find it on the 
on the Apple Music and the Spotify and that kind of thing. Uh, so I'll link. I'll put all those links to show notes. Please check them out because uh, they're great, and you know you deserve you deserve good things in your life. You do. You deserve good music, and all of these artists are great. So that's it for now. I hope you have a great weekend. Have fun seeing uh, Avengers Endgame for like 14 times this weekend or whatever it is. And uh, I will talk to you next week. Later.